Those words were spoken by Jeannie Mancini, president of the March for Life Education and Defense Fund, during the rally which preceded the annual March for Life in Washington, D.C. This year's march was the first since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade with its Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization decision last June. It was also the first time since the COVID pandemic that the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo officially sponsored a pilgrimage to the annual march. Among those riding the bus to D.C. was Bishop Michael Fisher. It's certainly, we have a lot to rejoice in, uh, you know, in the overturning of, of Roe versus Wade. Uh, at the same time, we still have a lot of work ahead of us. And we want to encourage, you know, this march, I think, is encouragement that we continue to speak out for the, the vulnerable, you know, the, the, uh, for life, you know, for, 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 for babies, and, uh, and also, you know, for just also the dignity of the human person. While the reversal of Roe versus Wade ends guaranteed legal abortion at the federal level, it does not entirely outlaw the practice. Rather, it shifts the power back to individual states to make their own decisions about legislation. New York State has had legal abortion since 1970, predating the Roe versus Wade decision, and government leaders have indicated they intend to keep abortion legal in the Empire State. At the federal level, President Joe Biden, who identifies himself as Catholic, has urged Congress to codify Roe versus Wade. On the eve of the rally, a mass opening the National Prayer Vigil for Life was held inside the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Thousands filled the massive church, with many standing throughout the proceedings. Archbishop Christophe Pierre, the Apostolic Nuncio to the United States, delivered a message of support on behalf of Pope Francis. Bishop Michael Burbage of the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, who chairs the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Pro-Life Activities, delivered the homily. By mid-morning Friday, January 20th, the first attendees began arriving on the National Mall for the rally and march. Music entertained the growing crowd until the rally formally began. The first speakers included Jeannie Mancini and several elected officials, but the crowd got more excited when the other guest speakers appeared on stage. Former National Football League coach and now television commentator Tony Dungy and his wife Lauren were among them. Dungy referenced the recent medical scare of Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin, and after reminding the crowd that Hamlin is recovering, explained the parallels of Hamlin's story and why they were there on this January morning. You know, an unbelievable thing happened that night, a professional football game with millions of dollars of ticket money and advertising money on the line. That game was canceled. Why? Because a life was at stake. People wanted to see that life saved. Even people who aren't necessarily religious got together and called on God. Well, that should be encouraging to us because that's exactly why we're here today. Because every day in this country, innocent lives are at stake. The only difference is they don't belong to a famous athlete and they're not seen on national TV. But those lives are still important to God and in God's eyes.
Also appearing was Gianna Emanuela Mola, daughter of St. Gianna Mola, for whom the Diocese of Buffalo names its pro-life pregnancy outreach services. The elder Mola, when told by doctors her pregnancy was at risk, refused a recommended abortion and urged doctors to preserve the child. Gianna Beretta Mola died days later. She was canonized in 2004. That child that she wanted spared, Gianna Emanuela Mola, was now standing before this extensive crowd. Every morning, when I wake up and I open my eyes, I thank the Lord, the Virgin Mary, who made my parents' hearts met, my most beloved and saint mom, Saint Gianna, and my most beloved and holy death Pietro for the gift of life, which is really everything. I can tell you, I would not be here now with all of you if I had not been loved so much. The keynote speaker was actor Jonathan Rumi, who plays the role of Jesus in the television series The Chosen. He'll also star in the upcoming film Jesus Revolution, about a group of hippies who, amidst the counterculture revolution, converted to Christianity. God is real and he is completely in love with you because you are all here today. History has been made. Life has triumphed in an extraordinary way. And the light of the world, who is Jesus Christ, the author of life, his light has burned so very brightly within each and every one of you, irrespective of your specific beliefs, compelling you forward for one reason or another to stand together today and fight the noblest and worthiest cause possible, which is to allow the unborn the right to enter into the world and defeat those earthly forces that wish to destroy the very evidence of them. Rumi spoke of what he described as an outgoing shift in pop culture media away from God over the past couple decades, replacing him with increasingly darker and more sinister themes, some subtle but some upfront and obvious. Rumi warned that many young people, especially those unrooted with a faith in God, are susceptible to such images. Following the rally, it was time for the march. The one-and-a-half-mile route led marchers from the National Mall past the Capitol building and then past the Supreme Court building. Among those who traveled with the Diocese of Buffalo were students from Canisius College's Students for Life. Canisius student Olivia Rotowski spoke of the changing dynamics of the abortion issue post-Rome and the work she and her peers are doing to promote a pro-life environment on campus. Between um, different organizations and pharmacies now um, prescribing the abortion pill, that is also a huge challenge. Um, and then being on a college campus, um, you know, you're constantly surrounded by that battle. So our school is really working to kind of um, facilitate students' access to support. Um, our big goal for the coming years is to basically get students more access to support and um, we're hoping to get parking spots on campus for pregnant students. So really we're trying to um, support women at the college age.
A separate bus traveled to Washington from Buffalo carrying students and faculty from St. Francis High School and St. Joseph Collegiate Institute. That delegation arrived a day earlier and spent time at the Holocaust Museum as part of their own pro-life pilgrimage. While riding to Washington, Bishop Fisher expressed his pleasure at seeing so many young people traveling for the pilgrimage, calling them courageous. Cheryl Kaliri, director of pro-life activities for Diocese of Buffalo Pastoral Ministries, was also happy to see a large presence of young people among the crowd in Washington. I'm just really thrilled. I'm sitting back doing this for over 20 years and looking out into the crowd and seeing, first of all, an abundance, abundance of young people, which is wonderful because we need to be able to pass the torch. And of those young people, so many young men. I am so thrilled to see all the men that have showed up. I believe that um, one thing when people say, you know, Roe v. Wade is overturned and we have to be joyous, one thing I think that we need to reflect upon is how we've allowed a voice at this point for men to be able to stand up um, not only for themselves and for children, but for the women that they love, for the babies that they create as well. Of course, for many years, many arguing on the side of legalized abortion have contended that it's an issue concerning women's bodies. Thus, men are not qualified to have a say in the matter. Kaliri was asked for her thoughts. I probably was probably 20, over 20 years ago, one of those people that said, you know, I wouldn't do it, but I shouldn't tell anybody else. But made in the image and likeness of Christ, I have really found that the more we stick to what God has asked us to, which is to protecting life, made in his image and likeness, um, he won't let us down, he won't abandon us, and he wants men and women alike, because men and women are the ones who create the gift that he gives us. It's unknown exactly how many people arrived in Washington for this year's March for Life. The National Parks System did not provide an estimated headcount, and even March for Life organizers were unable to measure overall attendance. Prominent newspapers, including the New York Times and Washington Post, quantified the turnout as thousands, while television news networks, including CNN and MSNBC, did not mention numbers. But by glancing at the span of people at the rally, the count looked like it could be in the tens of thousands, perhaps in excess of 100,000 people, perhaps more. There were pockets of counter-protesters who appeared at spots along the march route, but there were also some pro-life allies who cheered on the marchers along the side and marchers who provided diversity to those taking part in the cause. While most of the marchers seemed to identify as affiliated with Christian churches, schools, or organizations, there were also several large groups of Jewish pro-life marchers among the masses. At least a dozen pro-life supporters from Canada could be seen lined up along a block, holding up signs and flags, identifying their origin, cheering on those who passed by. Then there was a group of two to three dozen demonstrators who stood outside the Supreme Court building. These included LGBTQ activists who, at first glance, had some people walking along the route thinking they were just another counter-protest group. But once you paid closer attention to their chants and read their signs, it became clear these too were pro-life activists. These included members of the Rainbow Pro-Life Alliance, whose signs included messages such as LGBTQ plus rights begin at conception. A prominent theme in the 2023 March for Life was next steps in a post-Roe America. 
Leaders, including Jeannie Mancini, said rallies were planned in several states over the coming months. Bishop Fisher agrees the struggle isn't over. The field has simply shifted. Um, it, it's more than, than changing votes. It's about changing hearts, as we've heard. You know, changing people's hearts to see, again, the dignity and the sacredness of life. And we need to fight for that. And, and certainly New York, uh, that's our immediate home. That we, we, and we care about it and we love the people there. So it's, it's, uh, we need to be focused on that, just as uh, the other bishops will be in, in their, their diocese and respective states. For Western New York Catholic Audio, I'm Michael Mrosiak.